Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is a fashion designer and disability advocate who has been featured in Vogue and New York Fashion Week. My guest today is Jacqueline City. Has fashion always been something you've been passionate about? I would say yes. Oh wait, should I first introduce myself? You don't need to. Okay. I would say yes. I've always been passionate about fashion, even when I was a baby before I could talk. I would pull down garments into my baby stroller on top of me, and my mom and my grandma would always buy them for me because they would say I picked it out. Um, and then I started making clothes for my Barbies as a really, at a really young age, and then I even taught myself to sew at six. And I didn't really understand how people design their own clothes, but I saw it a lot on television with shows like That's So Raven and True Jackson VP. So I kind of wanted to like emulate them. Mm -hmm. And I would take my drawings that I did on loose leaf paper, try to cut them out and Elmer's glue them onto my actual clothes that my mom spent a lot of money on. Oh my God. And I ruined them. Uh, But I didn't really understand that I ruined them. So my mom tried to like teach me we went to the store and got the actual thing so Mm -hmm. I could actually make my own clothes um, as opposed to ruin the ones I really already had. Even just like sneak scissors up to my room and cut, cut off the (laughs) sleeves or cut off, cut up my jeans. Yeah. So that's so cool. We learned it a better way. She bought me like a book on how to like sew and make your own pillows and that sort of thing. And that's how I really got started. And then I got a kid's sewing machine eventually at around age 10. That's so cool. When did you know you could do what you're passionate about for a living? I'm still working on that. (laughs) Um, I think it just happened by accident that I ended up in fashion because I wanted to pursue multiple avenues when it comes to art within my life and career Mm -hmm. Um, because I did also... Uh, paint. I grew up painting as well, and I actually went to school for music industry. So um, it just kind of happened that the one thing that really stuck and people were attracted to was the clothing line and really my story behind it and mm-hmm. how it's so inclusive and inspirational. Um, that's what really drives it. So I think that's what caught on. It wasn't really me saying, this is my career now. It was more like, this is a hobby and other people were so intrigued by it mm-hmm. that it turned into my actual uh, career. That's so cool. Did you always see yourself with a clothing line of your own? I think if you would have asked me when I was little, I would say yes. Um, but then it turned to be a little less realistic around my high school years when I was more... Um, I became. I came to know how... Uh, exclusive the fashion industry was and how it's kind of um really gatekept at this point Mm -hmm. um it seems like it was uh not for me like it wasn't for like very welcoming it was only really for one type of person who Mm -hmm. was already affluent already had um a lot of opportunities or like had a grandparent who was a designer or already had those ends in the industry right or was like a size one or that sort of thing like a size zero and already had like their foot in the door for the fashion world and I felt like music was more accepting so that's the avenue Mm -hmm. that I did take but um, I definitely dreamed of it when I was a little girl even for my second grade 
career day, I went as a fashion designer with like the little tape around my neck. That's so cute. And if you would have asked me when I was little, I would have wanted to be like Miley Cyrus or Selena Gomez who had their own lines, mm -hmm. but they were also acting and singing right. and doing all of it. Um, so it was definitely one of the things I wanted to do, but I was a very ambitious child. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think if you would have told me this like three or four years ago, I would have been like, you're crazy. Yeah. That sounds insane. Um, but as a little kid, I definitely dreamed big. What do you love most about the whole process of designing clothes? Um, my favorite thing about the process of designing clothes is to come up with our themed collections. So I like to take time to think of what about that season inspires me and what about that season I love. Um, even if it's not my favorite season, I like to think about the holidays that coincide with the season. Mm -hmm. So for example, um, my favorite thing is to create like a Valentine's Day themed collection yeah, or to create something that seems like it would be really fun to wear in the summer. So to just uh, think about the little things uh, within my life that inspire me, even if they're not like the huge moments. Right. Um, like just like the feeling of um, winter being like a when the, the light starts to get a little bit longer and we get to have those little bit longer days at the end of winter it's like a new beginning and i found that hope in like the winter solstice mm -hmm. which is all about that new beginning um so that was a big thing a big collection that we did um, and then our newest collection was after midnight which was inspired by getting to go back out to parties and clubs and events oh, i love that yeah post uh, COVID-19 in a safe way um, mm -hmm. since we're all vaccinated hopefully right. yeah that sort of thing um, and also look back at 70s culture and 70s music and fashion and how that's inspiring us again today oh yeah like that stuff is like coming back oh yeah we had all share inspired stuff ABBA I love share I'm I, a huge share fan me too I'm a huge Cher fan, too. Oh, I She's love amazing. her. As well as her costumes um, were just undeniably, like, his, they're historical. Like, they will be legendary. Oh, yeah. The way she dressed is unmatched. Even by today's standards, I could not tell you a celebrity that dressed as well as Cher. Oh, Still I agree. A hundred percent. When I saw Cher in concert, she was, like, did, like, different, you know. I'm so jealous that you even saw her. When, I saw, when I saw her in concert, she kind of dressed in outfits like, throughout the show that represented, like, different parts of her career. So when she did, like, the Sunny and Cher stuff, she full-on had, like, on a... It was, like, a pink long-sleeve, like, top. It probably was, like, a unitard or something. And, like, these, like, bell-bottom pants that were all sparkly. And, like, they were, like, different colors. Like, each section of the pants were, like... There was, like... I don't know if they were, like, stripes necessarily, but, like, wider stripes, you know? Okay, and they were, like, yeah. different colors. And they were, like, wide-legged. And she had on, like, a purple... um wow like vest kind of thing over it with like one of those like signature like cross necklaces with like the hoop on the top she's just amazing i can't she, she has such a unique um style as well like if oh, you yeah. had just had it on display an outfit i'd be like oh that's share yeah and like i don't think there's a lot of celebrities now that we can do that with mm -hmm. i thought it was so cool seeing her in person with the um she wore the... Did you see Mamma Mia 2? Mamma Mia, here we go again. 
My favorite movie. My favorite movie. Oh, I Number love that movie. On my list. She wore the outfit that she wore during Super Trooper in the movie. She wore that when she did her ABBA set. So I was like freaking out because I was like the outfit from like from the movie when you get to see like someone wear- it's so cool that she did that album covering abba it's oh like, i'm quite literally obsessed with that album moment. such a full circle moment and it's just so awesome to see like two different like groups or celebrities like supporting each other oh like, i'm obsessed with like, that we're album not competing we're just like honoring each other's work that's that's amazing me and my best friend i would say from the second that album came out till probably COVID. I mean, we listen to it sometimes now, but for a good year and a half, we had that album on repeat in the car, screaming the lyrics to the songs. Like, that was like our carpool karaoke. I love that. I'll join in next time. Oh, yeah. And seeing her in the Turn Back Time outfit in person, the black, you know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And she was my grandma's age. I don't see my grandma wearing that, but she looks... I do see my grandma wearing that. But she looked... But Cher looks so good in that, and at 70-something years old. Yeah. I mean, she's crazy. She's a legend. I mean, she's a legend. She's more than a legend, and I'm just obsessed with her, and I think she's, you know, has definitely kept up with the times in terms of keeping up with, you know, what's hip and what's not in the fashion world as well as in like you know the real outside of fashion world at you know her age because a lot of people her age are stuck in their it's stuck in their prime yeah but even in even some of the biggest celebrities like kim kardashian even claim that Cher is their, their number one fashion influence so even um as she progresses she'll still live on uh-huh. through all of us because we're all so inspired by her so mm-hmm. she'll always have like that signature style that we're all gonna go have oh yeah i actually have a pair of pants in my closet and i have them because of share they're these bell bottom like they're not leggings but they're like they don't have like a button and a zipper or anything like that from forever 21 they're like boot cut leggings ish and one leg is black and the other leg is gray wow and the reason yeah. why i have them is because of share She's amazing. Oh, I love her. I could talk about her forever. I need all of her outfits. Oh, I would like to go shopping. I'm just like, send them to me. I would love to go shopping in her closet because I guarantee you that woman does not wear the same thing twice. I know. That's, but, oh my God, they're all just amazing pieces, which is like unheard of. It's not like she has like a few really standout pieces. It's just probably like every single piece. Oh yeah. I would love to see like her everyday closet. Like, minus the Bob Mackie costumes. It's probably like Dolly Parton's. Like, everything is just sequenced. And, like, even if she's running to get coffee, like, it's just sequenced. And I love that. Oh, yeah. I saw, I actually saw this picture of her, like, from last summer that her, do you follow her her best friend Polly on Instagram? Because she'll post, like. No, but I probably should. Because she'll post, like, all of these pictures of Cher, like, typical everyday Cher on, like, her Instagram story and, like, on, and, like, on her page and stuff. And there's a picture of Cher in, like, a sweatshirt at Michael's, shopping at Michael's. She took a picture of Cher at Michael's and Cher was wearing, like, a cranberry sweatshirt and a pair of jeans. And sun and sunglasses, like that. aviator sunglasses and a mask, and no anything, and no one knew it was her. Someone commented, "Did Cher get recognized?" And they said, "No." 
They say that Dolly does that, like, because Dolly won't wear her wig. She'll take her wig off, and she just walks around her hometown in regular clothes, and peop- And then you only know it's her by her voice. People be like, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say it only happens when she starts talking. Oh, my God. I, I never that. knew that about Dolly. Well, they say that a lot of Hannah Montana is based on, like, Dolly's actual life. I don't know how accurate that is. I but, was like, a- that she can take her wig off. Yeah, I was, like, a diehard... Um- hannah montana fan growing up and i had no idea well and it makes sense now but like i never looked at it like the original concept would have been before miley so they i don't think they had actual ties Mm -hmm. to dolly but like the way it mimics her life is like undeniable and they brought so much of miley into the show Mm -hmm. and having so much of miley that means you have dolly because dolly really is her godmother right yeah so i think a lot of things and she's in the show dolly so i think a lot of it does Oh, Hannah Montana was a she, huge... She, like, puts the sequins on, yeah. puts her wig on, and then she's, like, the country bumpkin when she takes it off. Mm-hmm. Hannah Montana so was my childhood. Really yeah, Hannah Montana... Yeah, Hannah Montana and High School Musical were huge parts of my childhood. Yes. They were I my childhood. That. Well, that was probably, like, a big part of the music part that I wanted to do, was mm-hmm. seeing shows like Hannah Montana. I didn't want to be a wizard when I grew up. Um, right. Because I understood I couldn't. So then it was like, okay, next best thing, pop star. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, and then Raven was a fashion designer. And right. so was uh, Kiki Palmer on True, True Jackson. Jackson. yeah. So those were big ones for me. Because a lot of people are like, how did you know what a fashion designer was? Because I didn't know what a fashion designer was when I was little. And I was yeah. like, it was a huge thing that I saw on TV at, for, for our age. Yeah, and especially, all all, and we all can't live in hotels and run around yeah <laughs> that's like a dream life but even so i mean there's so many episodes of like even just like sweet life or anything where they did feature fashion and fashion designers heavily heavily or turo vitale remember that yeah <laughs> so many and even just the crossovers because raven's on it right. as well yeah when raven designs and the dress have- yeah 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 do you have any favorite pieces from your clothing uh brand since it launched i think that the going back to what we were just talking about i did the finale dress uh for my last collection after midnight was like a rainbow dress inspired by Cher. i think it really moved and was really awesome i did a lot of um hand mosaic which i haven't really seen people do mosaics on clothing um, so that was something that was really unique to me, and I got to spend a lot of time on myself with my own two hands, mm-hmm. um, making two, like, a pair of mosaic boots that were all, like, supposed That's to be, like, cool. a disco ball. That's cool. And I did the matching bag, which was an actual, like, spherical bag that, it was all glass tiles as well as, like, mirror tiles. That's amazing. And sequins and rhinestones. So the way it hit with the light was really interesting to be able to like hand make those couture pieces. Um, but obviously those are, um, they were one of a kind pieces for mm-hmm. the runway show. Uh, but there's definitely, I think that uh, definitely after midnight, my New York fashion week number two collection mm-hmm. and the lovers collection, which was my first New York fashion week collection are my favorites because I got to do so much of the couture work. Right. Um, which means that it's like handmade and hand beaded and that sort of thing. They're one of a kind pieces. Mm -hmm. I think that's where I get to really shine 
and really put myself into it because I get to spend so much time on the pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas just like creating like a painting or something and putting it on a t-shirt, yeah. I'm not as attached to it because I don't spend as much yeah. time with it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get to really shine, I think. What was your first reaction to seeing yourself in your work in Vogue? I think it just felt really surreal. Um, when I first got like the email that they were interested, I thought it was spam email. Um, I was like, this can't be true. So I started Googling. Like, oh my God, that's amazing. How, what, how does this happen? Like, what happens? I'm so confused. And then I like, went back to the email and it was like a Condé Nast email. And I was like, oh, this is real. Because I was, like, originally looking for, like, a Vogue email. And I was like, it's not a Vogue email. So, like, let me look it up. And I was like, they're all going to be Condé Nast emails. And I was like, oh, wait, let me check. Oh, my and God. it was. And I was like, oh, wait. Like, this is a real thing. Oh, yeah. Like, they want to feature me. And it was just very crazy. Because I was, like, convinced for, like, two days I didn't tell anyone. Because I was like, I'm going to sound stupid when I tell people. Because it's definitely. Or it might be a jinx. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I was like, something. There's not that can't be correct. Yeah. Um. So I even didn't tell people about New York Fashion Week for a little bit because I was like, can you read the contract? Can you tell me if I'm being scammed? Like, what is this? Yeah. I definitely like this is not right. So yeah, that was definitely my initial reaction. But after that, then I was like really excited and proud. Obviously, yeah. and it doesn't really feel real until like you're holding it. I think that was really oh totally i actually got a copy and i'll probably be with you for the rest of your life and the rest of your career yes was being featured in new york fashion week or has been has being featured in new york fashion week like i made it sort of like i made it moments for you in a way of course i feel like i didn't feel like a legitimate fashion designer because i didn't take the average like path that you're supposed to to be a designer Mm -hmm. which is you go to school for fashion you study it you Mm -hmm. get an internship and then once you intern for enough designers then you can be an assistant to a designer and then like once you reach about like 30 years old then you can start to think about having your own brand and I was just like here's some Mm t-shirts I made them and people were like, that's cool, make more stuff. And then I was like, okay, this is my line now. Yeah. And they were like, that's great. And I was like, now my line's in New York Fashion Week. And that was all in one year. That's so okay. I was like, I really don't have any training. I just made this. That's so cool. So I think it was such a weird, surreal moment. But it really made me feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not like an imposter pretending to have mm-hmm. a brand. Because for a while, I was just like, downplaying it like this is a little pop-up thing that's going to be at like little like craft vendors in like school parking lots that was kind of like the feeling mm-hmm. that other people were like telling telling me to do yeah like little like pop-up like, things here and there holiday bazaar like go do things oh, like yeah. that go to the flea market oh, yeah people do that here like in like different yeah. stores and stuff they have like little pop-up so that stations was what i really thought that i was doing but then people started to be like no it, it's a clothing line and I guess it was really the way I branded it. I was really consistent on the branding and social media and having an actual, like, functional website. Mm-hmm. And it just... once. So once I did get New York Fashion Week, I was like, oh, this is a brand. Like, I can start saying I'm a fashion designer and that I own a brand. Yeah. Not that I am just, like, an artist or, like, not just that I can make an Etsy store, but, like, actually maybe 
be able to do something in fashion, which was really exciting for me because I was like, oh, maybe I could change the way we approach getting into fashion because um, a lot of us aren't as fortunate enough to um, be able to go to like a specific fashion school or to Mm -hmm. be able to have our foot in the door or even get an internship at at a lot of times it's really hard. So I wanted to hopefully make it a little bit more inclusive. Yeah. find new ways to do that what do you love doing what you what do you love most about doing what you love in new york city what i love most specifically about new york city that there's always events going on which is really great it's really like a cultural hub um not just for fashion but for art in general Mm -hmm. there's always so many things going on but i am from philly so philly was also amazing they do have like philly fashion week and a lot of events in Philly, but New York has just always been my dream since I was a little girl. Yeah. I always wanted to move here and go to school for fashion. If you asked me when I was little, that's what I would have said. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm going to be like 13 going on 30. Like I'm either going to be a fashion designer or work at a fashion magazine. Yeah. And I kind of combined both of those careers and now created my own dream career, which is really cool. Um, but there's nothing like the energy of New York and being around so many other creatives. Right. New York is um, a very creative place. Great. Yeah. It's definitely great for collab, collab collaborations and inspiration. Oh yeah. How would you like to expand your career and your brand as time goes on? I think I want to expand my career to be more uh, of an initiative of inclusivity and more of a movement towards a new approach to fashion that's not like gatekept, that's not like a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to start a nonprofit eventually to really help um, fashion be more inclusive and not just use like tokenism mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing. That's why for our next New York Fashion Week show, uh, we are going to do all disabled models, either mentally or I love physically. it. And um, all of it will benefit. It's a benefit show that will benefit um, sobriety and addiction recovery for people that need like help getting sober oh, I love and that. need like, yeah. safe places to go. Um, so it's actually going to be a really interesting thing. There's lots of YouTubers going to be attending mm-hmm. and influencers and I'm really excited to actually get to showcase um, a lot of different body types and body sizes and people's stories so we're hoping that they will all be um, just all different people's stories and backgrounds so maybe not necessarily all of them identify with the word disabled but have some sort of story mm-hmm. to bring to the table um like people with physical mobility issues or maybe in a wheelchair mm-hmm. that sort of thing as well as like cancer survivors people with autism yeah, people with mental health that. struggles mm-hmm. um that's kind of people that we are focusing on that's so cool um, as well as invisible illness um we know that because i identify as disabled and um you wouldn't be able to really tell so I have like brain damage and I have heart disease and a few other things, but it, that's why it's so important to me because I was bedridden before I started the brand mm-hmm. um, and I thought that I couldn't work nine to five and that sort of thing. So it's really important for me to show that even if you have like an invisible illness or a, a visible illness that you can still accomplish your dreams, mm-hmm. that's a big part of the brand. And I'm excited to 
go more toward, towards that avenue and have like a super inclusive brand where like everybody looks super different. You can see our clothes on every body type and and it's also really affordable and that's sort of to showcase that even if you don't have a lot of money that you can still have a sense of fashion. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause I totally like understand with the whole, like using like having, you know, like disabled, like people who are mentally, physically disabled because I have anxiety. I have I actually have, also have Crohn's disease. So like I yes. see, I totally like relate in that field. Yes. I want to um, make sure we feel like we can be part because a lot of times it feels like we're just, really alone Mm -hmm. when you go through struggles like that it's like oh no one else is feeling that way but so many of us are even if it's in a different way I feel like we could still relate to that same feeling of feeling like oh we don't fit in or oh we feel super like lost or alone or oh this isn't for me yeah I don't fit into that perfect little like box that and and I want people to feel more like fashion is a place where you can express yourself and we all have our own personal style. There is no mm-hmm. right or wrong. There is no, oh, I have to go buy a whole new wardrobe because this is trending or, oh, I have to spend this much money to look good. No, I love to thrift. I love to upcycle. A lot of our yeah. couture pieces are even upcycled from pieces I've thrifted or old fabric or yeah. I'll take one t-shirt and cut it up and turn it into something else so that's a big part of our initiative is even just being super sustainable inclusive affordable that sort of yeah are there any supermodels that you'd love to see walk in a show of yours if so who would you like who's a dream person that you would love to see wear your brand on a new york fashion week or wherever fashion show or like in a campaign i think i want to get more away from the supermodels. It doesn't have to be a supermodel necessarily. Just like, is there a certain somebody? I didn't really know what words to use when I was coming up with the question. So like, is there a certain someone that you would love to see wear your clothes? Yes. Because I want to get more away from the typical model. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think I would love to work with Molly Burke, who's one of my biggest inspirations, who is a YouTuber who does a lot of fashion content, but she is completely blind. And I think she is just the coolest person, like, ever. Um, But because she, like, will feel the textures and she can match by, like, asking people, like, what shades things are. And she loves patterns. And she's still really, really into fashion. But she's blind. And she uses a guide dog. And she teaches people about how to approach disability and how to be super accommodating. Mm -hmm. And... Um, she even talks about invisible illness as well, even though hers is usually visible because you can see the guide dog. Yeah. Um, but just like how people treat her when she's not with her guide dog or mm-hmm. because she doesn't look blind, um, which is not a thing. You right. You can't really look blind because she doesn't wear like the sunglasses you would see in the movies and that mm-hmm. sort of thing that people think, oh, she's faking it. Or there's like been conspiracies that she's not really blind. Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, so she talks a lot about dealing with that and even just functioning on her own. She was like living on her own oh, wow. and just like what that looks like and trying to film herself when she doesn't know if she's in the frame and doing her own makeup. She's obsessed with makeup as well. Oh my God. So, so cool. I think I would love to work with Molly and because her story really made me even comfortable with using the word disabled because mm-hmm. 
Um, it's just if you identify with that word and you feel like I need accommodations, I need help sometimes, and I'm proud of that. That doesn't make me any less of a human. That doesn't make me any mm-hmm. any less valid than someone who may be more disabled than me. It's my spectrum. Mm-hmm. And it just helps you get those accommodations. It doesn't hinder people that already need them, mm-hmm. um, but it will help you get the help that you need. So if you need a wheelchair when you're at the airport, you can say you're disabled. And I had a really hard time with that, saying, no, people need it more than me. People need this more than me. There are sicker people. Yeah. Um, but once I said that, no, it's okay, I'm disabled, I felt like a huge relief. Mm-hmm. Um, and Molly helped me do that. So I would love to showcase Molly. And we're like almost about the same like measurements and size and everything. So yeah. it would be really cool to see a petite model yeah. on the runway um, and um, be accessible enough to be able to have a guide dog as well would yeah. be really cool. And who else? Um, I would love to also, my biggest inspiration is also Taylor Swift. Yeah. So in the dream world, I would love to work with Taylor Swift. Um, just because I've been a fan of her since her first single. Mm-hmm. And I just think she is one of the coolest celebrities because nobody's ever been able to pay to meet her. She only does free meet and greets and she like invites fans to her house and just how much of a storyteller she is. I just really relate to Taylor. So that would be my my dream celebrity to work with. I love that. What is your favorite pair of shoes that you currently own? My favorite pair of shoes? I feel like it has to change (laughs) daily because um, I just like to switch it up. But my favorite pair of shoes I own. My mind went to I have like hot pink knee-high heeled boots. And I just feel like that's a cool statement mm-hmm. to have. Um, but I also, right now, because it's cold, I have like pink bunny boots. They have little bunny ears oh, that's so on my cute. shoes. So those make me really happy whenever I'm like, oh, let me get my bunny boots. Those are so, so cute. Like they, but actually, my favorite shoes are slippers. I love oh, wearing same. slippers. Like, my bunny slippers. I I love any slippers. They're oh, my favorite. They're shoes. the best. I have a pair my of... My feet doesn't hurt. I can walk around. Uh-huh. I don't get the carpet dirty. I just wear slippers all the time. I have... Behind me, I have my slippers. They're uh, Minnie Mouse feet with, like, the bow and everything. I, I got them at Disney. Hash of it. Yes. Love that. They're right behind me. I'll show you when we're done. They're my favorite slippers in the world. And it's, like, they're cushiony, too. So, like, at, when you first start wearing them, it kind of feels like you're walking, like, in space because you're, like, taking giant steps at first. But once you... Like sink in. Uh-huh. You gotta let your feet sink in before you, uh, once you get the hang of it. But I love them. I got them, like, eight years ago. Beanbag? What? Like a beanbag? Yeah, kind of. But, like, I got them, like, eight years ago at Disney and... Not, not enough people wear slippers. Oh, I agree. I feel like a lot of people think they're, like, old lady things. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, get your bare feet out. Slippers are the best. Socks, like fuzzy socks or slippers. That's the way you have to go. Oh, my God. I, in the wintertime, I live in fuzzy socks, especially since I'm in college yeah. and I'm walking on campus. They're amazing. I live in them. Where are some oh. of your favorite places to shop? My favorite places to shop. Um, I like to wear my own brand, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, what else? I like to thrift, so I like to go on Depop, uh, especially because I can search instead of just showing up to a thrift store and being overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, I 
because of the pandemic, I, I haven't been doing as much in person, uh, but I do like to go to a lot of the like pop-ups where they have different mm-hmm. like smaller brands. I love that. Um, and you get to save a lot of money when you do things like that. Yeah. Um, but I did because I was like bedridden and everything. I was really into Amazon. Oh, Amazon is the best. Into, I, do, I do want to get into supporting more smaller brands. Mm-hmm. Um, currently but I think that's pretty much it I so a lot of my stuff was from Amazon but now I try to do a lot from Depop um so that it's a little bit more sustainable and yeah I think that's pretty but I do love Amazon oh I do too I actually have an Amazon package coming in today (laughs) amazing how long can you last in a pair of heels without sitting down what's the longest you can go so uh, I'm not supposed to stand for a really long time because it is a fainting condition. Um, but then it also depends on the heel, like how painful the heel is. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm pretty good. Like, I think I could probably do with my medication so I don't pass out, like probably two hours. That's um, talent. I think I'm pretty good. That is yeah. talent. I last maybe 20 minutes. <sighs> no, I think I'm pretty good. Like, I think I can like dance with my heels on and everything I think I'm good I can't but I used to be like I used to use my wheelchair a lot and I used to be like really sick and I get joint pain as well mm-hmm. so if it's a good day I'm saying two hours like I could probably go out to dancing and stuff on a good day on a good day that's so cool I'm saying on a good day because yeah. on a bad day I'm gonna be in bed yeah everyone has out. bad days are you more of a high top or a low top kind of person when it comes to some shoes? I think both are great in different situations. I like to switch it up. I don't really have, but I think, um, both. Yeah. I think probably I a low top. I would say a low top. Um, yeah, I would say a low top. What are some but of your, I like both. what are some of your favorite movies? Oh, well, Mamma Mia 2 is my favorite movie. Good movie. What else do I like? Um, Baby Driver. Oh, I've seen Uptown that. Uptown Girls. Um, we already talked about 13 going on 30, but I feel like that's a really good one. Yeah. And my favorite Christmas movie, it, I have two. Uh, Eloise at Christmas Time. I grew up with Eloise. Very Eloise at the Plaza. Eloise. Love it. That's, yeah, okay, yeah. Same one, but there's a Christmas one, too. Oh, I didn't know that. And then um, Christmas with the Cranks, which I feel like no one ever says, but that's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. I've never heard somebody be like, Christmas with the Cranks is my favorite Christmas movie, but I'm that person. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen Daddy's Home and Daddy's Home 2? Yes. Da- yes I, I just watched Daddy's good. Home 2 again for the first time in a couple of years, and I was dying. Great Christmas that's movie. It's Will Ferrell, right? Yeah, Will Ferrell is the stepdad and Mark yeah, Wahlberg. He's always funny. Yeah, and Mark Wahlberg's the dad and Mark Wahlberg's dad in the movies, Mel Gibson. Yes, cool. I've seen them. I've seen both. They're oh. very funny. I love anything Will Ferrell's in, though. Oh, Will but Ferrell's my favorite hilarious. Will Ferrell movie is Kicking and Screaming. I've never seen that. <gasps> no, you have to see it. It's I know. about, um, he, like, is a soccer coach for a little, for a little soccer league. Oh, that's so cool. Good. Will Ferrell's hilarious. Are... Th- are you more of an ice cream or a candy person? I like ice cream. Oh, same. I always have ice cream in my freezer. 
I like Ben and Jerry's non-dairy. Ooh, Ben and Jerry's is so good. I very rarely have it because they oh because when I'm at the grocery store they never really have any good flavors. They only have like the crappy ones because all the good ones are sold out. Oh, that's awful. I get Netflix and Chilled. Ooh, which is so good. Yeah, it's like a good mix. There's like pretzels in it, so Ooh. it's like a salty sweet. Sweet flavor. and salty, yum. And there's like chunks of like their fudge ice cream in there too. Yum. So it's like everything. I love it. Is it and you just pull up with a Netflix movie? Oh Netflix yeah. Oh yeah. You Netflix and chill, no puns or anything. Nope. Is it easy for you to get songs stuck in your head? Oh, all the time. Oh, same. All the time. I do a lot of work in my head as well, so there's yeah. just always a lot going on in my head. I'm an introvert, so everything's just happening in my head. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm never bored because I can all I'm like always doing work in my head or singing in my head. Mm-hmm. But right now it's usually Taylor Swift because um, ever since her new album the red taylor's version came out i'm always just singing taylor swift i'll sing it out loud too I'll oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> what childhood tv show would you like to see a revival of oh that's hard because sometimes they ruin them <laughs> um i would love to see i know we were talking about hannah montana but some something with because miley's been so open about um like being happy about the fact that Hannah Montana happened, um, something with her and Hannah, like a grown-up version or another, um, a new version where they were like be like a social media celebrity, but nobody knows like at their school. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could do that, like a new version of Hannah where she's like an internet personality. Yeah, but no one knows. Um, who. Like I, Emma yeah. Chamberlain, but nobody knows. Yeah, I feel like they could do like a new spin that has to do with like technology like she wears a wig right like, yeah online. yeah something like that i remember disney channel did a movie with debbie ryan have you ever seen radio rebel yes this one uh, like this? uh-huh because i remembered like no one knew debbie ryan's character was radio was radio rebel yes but i would like to see it on a tv That's show a that'd be kind of cool yeah something like that i think would be something that they wouldn't ruin either yeah but i was just watching i know it's not a tv show but i was just watching home alone and i know they're keep rebooting it with the new kids that i would love to see something with like macaulay culkin being the dad yeah i would love to see him come back um and do something i know he just modeled for gucci and he is with Brenda Song. And they have so a I kid. Brenda Song could be in it. And they, they, I feel like that would be a really cute thing to do. Like his character from Home Alone meets London Tipton. Yes. Yeah, something like that. I would love him to come back as as uh, the Home Alone kid. Yeah. I know his name. I just... I can't <laughs> think of it. I can't think of it right now. <laughs> I just call him Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, that... that good. At least I know his name. Yeah, that kid... Kevin, right? Isn't oh, Kevin, yeah. Kevin, Kevin, meet, Kevin, Kevin meets London. Something like... Kevin yeah, comes to the Tipton and meets... the Tipton instead of the plaza. Uh-huh. So Kevin... Yeah, here. Kevin comes, in ta- comes to the Tipton and meets London. Yeah, something like that would be really, really cute. And what is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? I'm really hypermobile, which is something. Ooh. I can... You're double-jointed. I can move all of my... Yes, I can move one of my feet completely around and walk. 
so it's just like one foot's backwards and oh my god like that. that's cool yeah, so i feel like that's and i can put my uh foot behind my head and everything um so i feel like that's something that not a lot of people know but it's a fun thing that i can do at, that's like, cool party yeah. yeah pull that out on the dance floor once again, I've been speaking with fashion designer and disability advocate Jacqueline City. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with singer Isabel Stein.